Welcome to Africans Heal. We're here to foster a healthy African diaspora community and promote mental health awareness through storytelling and celebrating our cultures. We're here to heal together. Tupone Pamoja. Hi there, and welcome to another episode of Africans Heal. My name is Christine Kasakwa, and I'm your host here on the Africans Heal podcast. This week, we are joined by Jacqueline Naitore as she shares her story on what life has been like for the past seven years, ever since receiving the news that she had lost her mom and how that has affected her perspective on life and death. I especially wanted us to have this conversation because it's um, Mother's Day weekend, Mother's Day week, and those who are lucky enough to have their moms around are celebrating their moms. But I wanted us to also remember those who may be grieving their moms, those who are missing their moms on this Mother's Day. I just want to remind you that you are not alone, that you are loved, and please don't suffer in silence alone. I'm sending you lots of hugs and sending you lots and lots of love. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Africans Heal. My name is Christine. This episode has given us a lot of problems. We've had a lot of technical difficulties, but thank you, Jacqueline. Thank you for your patience and thank you for doing this. So I'll start us off by reading us a page from Brene Brown's Rising Strong. It's called Manifesto of the Brave and Brokenhearted. And this is what it says. There's no greater threat to the critics and cynics and fear mongers than those of us who are willing to fall because we have learned how to rise. With skinned knees and bruised hearts, we choose owning our stories of struggle over hiding, over hustling, over pretending. When we deny our stories, they define us. When we run from struggle, we're never free. So we turn toward the truth and look it in the eye. We will not be the characters in our stories, not villains, not victims, not even heroes. We are the authors of our lives. We write our own daring endings. We craft love from heartbreak, compassion from shame, grace from disappointment, courage from failure. Showing up is our power. Story is our way home. Truth is our song. We are the brave and brokenhearted. We are rising strong. I just wanted to get us started with that because there's going to be a lot of meat in this episode. And to be honest, I've been quite nervous to do this. And I just want to thank you so much in advance, Jacqueline, for coming on to share your story. I know that this is not easy. So welcome, Jacqueline. And thank you again. Thank you for having me. So Jacqueline, before we get into the deep story and the deep, mm-hmm. um, the meat of the story, I just wanted you to start us out with, by describing who you are. Who's Jacqueline Naitore? How would you describe yourself in five adjectives? Okay, I think the words that would describe me are, I am passionate, I am loving, I am empathetic, 
I am understanding and I am patient. I think that would sum up everything that I am. You are definitely passionate and you're definitely patient because we've been here. <laughs> Guys, we've I got, know. <laughs> we've had a whole hour of like technical difficulties and we both almost gave up. But we're still here. <laughs> we're still here. So you are definitely mm-hmm. patient. So I can attest to that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and Jacqueline, I know that you've uh, overcome a lot of things in your life. You are definitely yeah. a powerhouse of a woman. And um, your journey has been so full of so many tears, but also Mm -hmm. so many defining moments of joy. Mm -hmm. Um, And when it comes to loss, let's start by talking about your mom. How old were you when you lost your mom? I was 17, but I was almost turning 18. So I was just 10 days away from turning 18 years. Because she passed on on the 18th of 2013. And my birthday is on 27th of November. So she was buried on 28th, which is a day after my birthday. My 18th birthday. Yes. So she died in November, a few days before your birthday. Yes. And then she was buried two days after your birthday. A day, just a day a after day. my birthday. Yeah. Yes. Wow. It's how did that feel? It felt so numbing. Like I just felt so confused and lost because I was raised by a single mom and I'm the last one. So I was so used to having her around. And then when that happened, especially when you're turning 18, it was really heartbreaking for me. I'm so sorry. Thank you. Do you mind sharing with us how you found out? Like, how was the news delivered to you? So on the day that uh, I was informed about her death, Mm -hmm. the previous day I had spent at my friend's place, because I was really encouraged to have company around me during that time that mom was hospitalized because it was kind of depressing to just stay home and be alone and overthink. So I was with my friend. We had spent the night at their place. And then the next morning, my brother was sent to come get me and my friend to accompany him home. Mm-hmm. And he was just acting so weird because he had already known, they had already known the previous night. My sister and my brother had already known everything the previous night. So I was the only one who didn't know anything. So when we went home, that's when I found my mom's friends, her colleagues, people who have been there for her since, people she's even gone to with in college, in high school, some friends who we used to see mom with, they were all home. There was a lot of people at home. And that's when my heart just sank Mm -hmm. because it was really not a good sign to see just people all of a sudden, people just everywhere. There was just people everywhere cooking and 
just so many people. So when we went home, uh, we had breakfast. Everyone had breakfast together. And then a friend of mom's, a friend whom she used to work with, was the one who broke the news to me. But amongst all those people, I was the only one who didn't know. So it was in that moment that I knew that my mom had passed away the previous day at 5 p.m. in the evening. Wow. So they knew that you had a really close relationship with your mom. So they were all trying to figure out how yes. to tell you. How to tell me. Yeah, it was that hard to tell me the news. So they had to gather everyone they could. Was your mom sick or um, what happened? Yes, she was sick for a month. She was hospitalized for two weeks. And then in between, she kind of recovered and she came back home. She was even planning to go back to work. And then all of a sudden, she just, she just went silent. She couldn't talk. She couldn't say anything. It was like she could hear everything, but she couldn't respond to you. So it was like she just went into a coma. She lost speech completely. So we couldn't even talk. We didn't have that. Um, we didn't have that moment, that last conversation. So we didn't know. Yeah, she was, and then she went back to hospital when she got critical. That's when she passed on. That was, so that was like in a span of a month, a month and a half, yeah, at most. And you were still in school at this time because in Kenya, that's third term. So you were also sitting for exams, right, before closing for school? Actually, no, because that was 2013. I had just sat for my final exams in high school in 2012. Okay. So 2013 was the year of waiting and getting the results and getting the university invitation letters and such. Okay. So I was home for that whole year when she got sick. I was just waiting to get into campus. I had already gotten my results. So I had already taken my campus papers. So that was the period she got sick. Did you, because you were waiting to get it, to go to college at that time. Yeah. Yeah. Did you, did you spend a lot of time with her that last year before her passing? I think mm-hmm. throughout, even before she got sick, even before that year, I was the closest to my mom because my siblings, for most of the time that I grew up, my siblings were away because we have a huge age difference. And my brother is my half brother. So he was raised with his family, the other family. So we were so close. I would say we had so many moments together. So yeah, it was just not that year. It was, we had a very tight relationship. Yes, I would say that. Wow. You're a mommy's girl. I was. I was. And in that moment, let's talk about when um, she was critical and she lost speech. Did Mm -hmm. you have a feeling like, wow, this is the last stretch for my mom. Like my mom is dying. Did you have that feeling? Yes. Yes. I, I I usually 
I actually used to get like nightmares and just bad dreams. I used to just nap in the afternoon and wake up in shock. I was really traumatized. And then there was a day I went in, in her room when she was home before she went to hospital for the second time. And I just sat at the edge of her bed and I was just staring at her and she was just there. Just, you know, I was used to seeing this strong woman, you know, full of life and lively, but she was just there lying, helpless. She was speechless. Like she looked like she had a lot to say, but she couldn't. Mm -hmm. So I was just lost in thought. And I, I think she realized because she told me um, that I don't have to worry that she's going to get well. She's going to get better. So she told me she could see it. She could see that I was just lost in thought and just stressed. I was. She felt bad for you, so she wanted to help you stay strong. Yes, and she, mm -hmm. she could feel the pain. She could mm -hmm. feel the pain because she knew I needed her. She knew that was actually the time of my life that I needed her the most. So she knew, yeah. Paula Jacqueline. Thank you. So in that moment that your brother came to you and told you that your mom had passed away, how did you feel? Mm -hmm. How in the initially, like how did you feel? When I went back home and uh, my mom's friend broke the news, I just for a minute I just felt like I froze. I was holding a cup of tea. I don't even know how I don't even know where that cup of tea went to because I just found myself in my mom's room crying. Like when I entered her room, I could just feel her presence. Mm -hmm. And I was just shouting and crying and yelling that I just want my mom. I don't know what these people are telling me that she's gone. What do you mean? That it didn't make sense in that moment. Like, I did go crazy for a couple of minutes before it really sank in. Yeah. 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 And you said that everybody was at home, so you had that support system. So how did they help you deal with that shock and pain that you felt in that moment? Uh, you know, when I broke into tears and just ran into my mom's room, everyone was kind of like, you know, everyone was... This felt really sad. My brother walked out, actually. I just think he was really trying to be strong for us, especially because uh, he is my mom's only son. So he felt like he needed to be strong for us all, me and my sister. So he went out. And then in my mom's room, my sister came and my mom's friends and they talked to me and they were like, we're going to be there for you. There were actually some aunts too, my mom's sisters. So they were just assuring me that you have people in your life who are going to love you in the same way. So mm -hmm. that's how they responded. Yeah. So that really helped to have that support system. Yeah. In that moment, it really mattered because it would have it would have been really hard to just deal with that all by ourselves so yeah. yeah yes so let's fast forward to 2021 
how is the grieving process coming along and what has changed mm -hmm. between now and mm -hmm. when the news between now and when the news was still so fresh so right now i would say when you lose someone you love especially a parent especially a mother it never ends the grieving never ends so you just learn to be strong and you learn to live with it and you learn to let go and let them rest and know that they're at, in a better place so right now i'm i still grieve her every single day i still think about her every single day sometimes i even wake up missing her so much i cry it happens but right now compared to when i first got the news I'm much stronger nowadays. I can talk about it. I can share it to maybe encourage someone or inspire someone who maybe is going through the same thing. So I would say I'm healing. It's a process, but I have, I'm stronger than I was. I'm stronger, much stronger than I was. Yeah. And how, how has it affected your mental health? Because you said there are days where you feel really horrible and um there yeah. is where you feel stronger how do yes. you how has it affected you and how do you cope with that pain when it sometimes when it's so fresh and you feel really depressed and down how do you cope yeah. with it so um it's still uh, on some days i just wake up and feel like you know i feel like maybe i'm overthinking because i don't know if i'm making the right decision she was a single mom so she was my only parental counsel in my life so when she left i kind of felt lost and every time i make a decision i have to overthink like now i just overthink everything because i'm not sure and i don't have someone I don't have that, you know, that figure like her. Like a guidance, to, voice of yes, reason. Yes, to tell me, I think this is better than that. So I feel like it has affected me in form of maybe decision making and anxiety too. I think uh, I'm dealing with anxiety, but it gets better. Some days are worse and some days are good. So it just takes strength. So, but I feel like overthinking and anxiety have been the main things concerning my mental health that maybe were triggered by that uh, event in my life. Yeah, and decision-making is already hard, you know, and... Yeah, it is. So, so I, can, I was thinking... Mm -hmm. How was, because you, you mentioned anxiety. Yeah. Have you found yourself having panic attacks too? When you go into that overthinking state and where you just, you know, when you're like, oh, I wish my mom was here. I wish she could just yeah. tell me this. And, you know, sometimes when we, bec when we're so sad and so mm -hmm. anxious and yeah. We need to make a decision. We can go into yeah. panic mode. So do you experience any panic attacks and how do you cope with that? Um, I think, yeah, it does happen. It happens, especially when there is a major event in my life. Like I recently graduated 
and I watched my mom um, struggle to put me through school. So just being in that moment and not having her by my side to, you know, to feel proud. I think such situations just make me just feel like I'm anxious, I'm afraid. I don't know if I'm on the right path. Sometimes I ask myself if maybe life would have been different if she was here or maybe what would have been different if she was. So, yeah, I think it happens. It does happen. And by the way, congratulations. And thank you. You graduated with two degrees. What were they in? I had a degree in psychology, Bachelor of Arts, and I had one in uh, sociology. Bachelor of Arts. So two bachelor's degrees. Yes. And you did all this even after your mom's death. So that is, that's something to be very proud of, Jacqueline, especially in doing this in Nairobi, in Kenya, yes. where life, life is so tough, where you don't even know so tough. how you're going very to pay tough. for school fees. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you, how did you do this? You know, how did you manage to go to college? And like you said, you were raised by a single mom who... Yeah. passed away right before you even started college yes and how did that so, um okay go ahead. go ahead so um my mom was a teacher she was employed by there's a commission in kenya that employs government teachers it's called tsc so she was a teacher under tsc so she used to get her salary from the government So when you're an employee of TSC, there are benefits that your family gets in case there is a deceased employee. So after a year when I lost my mom, I had to write a letter to the university to tell them that I would be late. I wouldn't report on the day that I was supposed to report on because of finances. And they say that was okay because I had to write that letter to uh, to make sure that my slot remained vacant until I reported. So I took the benefits. I paid my first semester and then I started buying secondhand clothes and buy, and just selling them in school. So I would go for classes. And when my classes were over, I would go door to door in the hostels selling clothes, earrings, you know, such, you know, such uh, affordable things for students. So that's how I used to, you know, manage, buy food in school because food was very cheap in school. Yeah. Yeah. So that's how I survived. And it took a lot of not giving up too, because it was really hard. I didn't know I would do it, but I, I did. So, yeah, it took a lot of strength. You did, and you didn't just do it. You did two degrees from Kenyatta University. Yes. <laughs> and you finished, and you graduated <laughs> with honors. I know. Thank you so much. I'm so grateful to God. Yeah. yeah you're definitely a powerhouse, so congratulations. Thank you so and, much. Yeah, mm-hmm. This is so inspiring. Thank you so much for... Um, Keeping mm-hmm. on, I'm sure your Thank mom would be you. very proud. Thank you so much. I just live by that. And how has 
losing a parent, mm-hmm. specifically a mom, shaped how you mm-hmm. view life and death? Okay, about life, I just learned that while you're alive, just live a good life, do good, be good, because all those deeds will count even even after you're gone. Because I saw that happen to my mom. She was a people's person. And during her burial, like, there were some people we didn't even know. There were so many people who came to, you know, be there for her send-off. So, and even after that, we used to meet her friends, some people we didn't even know maybe in town and they would be like have some money for lunch or take this and go pay your bills so i just learned to live a good life while you're here because even your children or your children's children will follow the same you know the same path about that i just believe it's not the end i just feel my mom's presence Everywhere I go, every single day, I still feel guided by her ways. So I don't think it's the end. I just, I believe in life after death. I believe God has a place for us after death. So it changed how I view death because there was a time I actually used to think, you know, when you die, that's the end of everything. You just, that's the end of you. But nowadays, I feel like death, there's life after death. And that's, that's up to God. So, yeah. So how has grieving and this new awareness you have about life and death shaped mm-hmm. how you live your life? How you live your life? I am intentional about everything I do nowadays. Because I know at the end of it all, we we all have to go through the, the same path. So I want to be intentional about everything I do in my life. I want to be present. I want to do good. I just want to live a good life. And I just feel like, you know, um, sorry. It's okay. And it's not that easy. I'm so sorry, Jacqueline. I wish I could hug you. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. What would you say to someone who's grieving the loss of a mom, especially with Mother's Day coming up? Mm-hmm. Yeah, what would you tell them? Someone I would tell them, uh, first of all, pray. Do not blame God or feel or be angry at him, just pray, leave it to God. The Bible says that we should rejoice in every moment, in every moment, give thanks. So as much as it's very painful, I know I have been there, I still feel it, so I know it's painful, but you need to pray and just know that it gets better. I know like when it's fresh, it's a bit hard, quite hard actually, but it gets better. You learn how to live with it. So I would tell everyone that's going through the same thing that it is well and just make sure you talk to people and surround yourself with people that love you and support you. So yeah, and I'm sending my love to all of you too. Oh, thank you, Jacqueline. Thank you for coming yeah. on today and 
mm-hmm. for being vulnerable with us and sharing your story. It takes a lot of courage to share such stories, especially about heartbreak and losing yeah. a loved one, you know, mm-hmm. people that yeah. we grieve every day. So thank you so much for coming on today. Mm-hmm. And thank you so much for having me. It really meant a lot. You know, talking about it is actually a way of me healing. So thank you too. I appreciate a lot. Of course. Thanks again, girl. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for your support. Please be sure to leave us a review. That will be very beneficial. It will help put this podcast on the map so others can find it. Be sure to check us out on Instagram at Africans Heal. Check out our website at africansheal.com. Share this episode with a friend and be sure to tune in next week. You do not want to miss it. Thank you.